This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 110 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1982. Teachers Only premiered on NBC on April 14, 1982 at 9.30 p.m., We've seen many school-based shows from the students' point of view, but this is one of the first to center on the instructors. Lynn Redgrave, post-house calls and the resulting lawsuit, plays an English teacher with Norman Fell, post-3's company, as the principal, Adam Arkin and Vanessa Clark as fellow teachers, Norman Bartold as the assistant principal, and Richard Karen as the janitor. The show is retooled in the second season with only Redgrave, now inexplicably a guidance counselor, and Fell surviving. Added were new teachers, played by Teresa Ganzel, Tim Reed, post-WKRP, and Joel Brooks, along with Steve Ryan as the gym teacher and Gene Smart as the principal secretary. Now, we covered Lynn Redgrave in episode 100 for House Calls, Norman Fell all the way back in episode 14 for Joe and Mabel, Adam Arkin in episode 83 for Busting Loose, Norman Bartold in episode 68 for Adam's Rib, Richard Karen in episode 102 for Good Time Harry, Tim Reed in episode 91 for WKRP, where his character had also been a teacher, and we'll get to Gene Smart for her far more successful series. Teresa Ganzel would go on to The Duck Factory, Fresno, Roxy, The Dave Thomas Comedy Show, Paul the Male Matchmaker, with voice work on The New Yogi Bear Show, Tom and Jerry Kids Show, Droopy Master Detective, Monsters Incorporated, Wall-E, Up, Toy Story 3, Inside Out, Despicable Me 3, and films My Favorite Year and The Toy. But maybe best known as the Tea Time Lady on Johnny Carson's Tea Time Movie Sketches. Joel Brooks has spent his career as a character actor with regular or recurring roles on Private Benjamin, It Takes Two, My Sister Sam, Good Grief, Dudley, Six Feet Under, Phil of the Future, Shake It Up, The Young and the Restless, Venice the Series, and the film Indecent Proposal. Today, he mostly teaches young actors how to audition. Steve Ryan went on to mostly dramas, Crime Story, Wise Guy, Oz, Daddy-O, American Dreams, and The West Wing. He's also been on Broadway in I'm Not Rappaport, On the Waterfront, and Guys and Dolls. Ryan passed in 2007. Teachers Only came out of Johnny Carson's production company, which is probably why the show got a green light and a second season at NBC. It ran for a total of 21 episodes. Only found the opening online, which is rather funky. <laughs> No Soap Radio premiered on ABC on April 15, 1982 at 8 p.m. 
a rare example of a sitcom-slash-sketch-show hybrid. Set at a seedy hotel, it is full of non-sequiturs. An elevator might open up to a forest, for example. Steve Gutenberg played the harried hotel manager with Hilary Bailey as his assistant, Stuart Pankin as the hotel detective who also wants to sell the hotel, along with hotel residents Bill Dana, Fran Ryan, Edie McClurg, and Jerry Marin as the bellboy. We covered Steve Gutenberg's other starring role in Billy in episode 95, Stuart Pankin in episode 87 for the San Pedro Beach Bums, Bill Dana in episode 33 for his eponymous sitcom, Fran Ryan in episode 42 for Green Acres, and Edie McClurg in episode 85 for The Calacacks. Hillary Bailey Smith attended Sarah Lawrence College and was appearing in Broadway's The Heidi Chronicles before graduation. She would become a mainstay of soaps after No Soap Radio, As the World Turns, The Bold and the Beautiful, One Life to Live, Winning a Daytime Emmy, General Hospital, Venice the Series, and a second Daytime Emmy, as well as doing recurring or regular work on Something Wilder and Fumbling Through the Pieces, and films Driving Miss Daisy, It Had to Be You, and Made in Manhattan. Jerry Marin was a little person and a member of the Lollipop Guild in The Wizard of Oz. He was the youngest of 12. His four brothers were six feet tall or more. He toured as a dancer and was discovered by MGM. The Terror of Tiny Town, At the Circus, Duffy's Tavern, Samson and Delilah, Superman and the Mole Men, Planet of the Apes, Hello Dolly, Dirty Harry, Spaceballs, often uncredited. His TV work included Lidsville and Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. When he died at age 98 in 2018, he was the last adult munchkin and the last to co-star with the Marx Brothers. No Soap Radio was an experiment for ABC and not a successful one. The show ran for all of five episodes. I'm sure the audience was completely perplexed as to what was going on. The opening theme is a jaunty little number, as you see the point of view of riding a roller coaster. I found some clips on YouTube, fake commercials a la SCTV, Pankin's villainous character being audibly booed, break-ins with fake news bulletins, bizarre changes in perspective, and a sketch about a kid with a basketball for a head. If you're a fan of Monty Python, you would enjoy this series if you could find full episodes. Filthy rich, that's a whole lot of money. Filthy rich, it's kind of sad and kind of funny. Filthy Rich premiered on CBS on August 9, 1982 at 9.30 p.m., not to be confused with the 2016 New Zealand series or an upcoming Fox version of that same series. Slim Pickens, then Forrest Tucker, is the head of a Tennessee family fortune. Pickens passed away after only a few episodes. His character is about to die and instead has himself cryogenically frozen, leaving a living will for his unscrupulous family, played one chapter at a time each week. Got all that? Michael Lombard plays the elder son with Dixie Carter as his wife. Jerry Harden plays an illegitimate son with Anne Wedgworth as his wife. Charles Frank is the only upstanding son. Delta Burke plays the young widow of the near-deceased. Nedra Volts as his first wife, with Vernon Weddle as the attorney playing the weekly tapes. We covered Dixie Carter in episode 88 for On Our Own, Forrest Tucker in episode 40 for F Troop, Ann Wedgworth in episode 84 for Three's Company, and Nedra Volts in episode 85 for A Year at the Top. Michael Lombard got his start in the early soaps and then the theater, The Devils, The Gingerbread Lady, What's Wrong with This Picture, winning an Obie, 
He recurred or was a regular on The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Barney Miller, and appeared in films Network, Pritzi's Honor, Pet Secretary, and the 1999 Thomas Crown Affair. Jerry Harden's father was a rancher, but Jerry wound up at the London Academy of Dramatic Art, earning a Fulbright scholarship. Filthy Rich was his only regular TV series, but has spent a career in TV guest roles, 185 IMDb credits, with films Earthquake, The MST'd Mitchell, 1941, Reds, Cujo, The Falcon and the Snowman, Big Trouble in Little China, and The Firm. He recurred on L.A. Law, Melrose Place, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, but maybe best known as Deep Throat on The X-Files. Jerry's daughter is the office's Melora Hardin. Charles Frank has spent a career alternating between guest spots and recurring or regular roles on Young Maverick, Emerald Point NAS, The Love Boat, Falcon Crest, Life Goes On, Reasonable Doubts. He also had a long run on All My Children and a role in the film The Right Stuff. Delta Burke won Miss Florida in 1974 and used a scholarship to attend the London Academy of Dramatic Art. Her first TV role was that of a magician's assistant on Bozo the Clown. She would go on to the Chisholms prior to Filthy Rich and First and Ten after that. You may have noticed that Delta Burke and Dixie Carter were co-stars on Filthy Rich. The show's creator, Linda Bloodworth Thomason, reunited them on her far more successful series, Designing Women. We'll cover that show once we get to it. Burke returned for an eponymous sitcom, then a sequel to Designing Women called Women of the House, and we'll get to them as well. There were also shows Popular, Dag, and Boston Legal, a recurring role. Burke also appeared in the film What Women Want. She's been married to fellow sitcom star Gerald McRaney for over 30 years. Vernon Weddle spent a career from the late 60s to the 90s in guest roles. He also had a run on Days of Our Lives and was in films Norma Ray and Short Circuit. Filthy Rich, much like Soap, was a parody, in this case, of nighttime dramas such as Dallas and Dynasty. Times had apparently changed, though, and the new show didn't do as well, only getting 15 episodes after a short two seasons. Both Carter and Burke were forced to drop out of other offers, Carter for a Broadway show, Burke for a role on Private Benjamin, due to contractual obligations on this series. The show was retooled from an hour-long pilot to a 30-minute series. It was originally shown as summer filler after MASH, but wound up topping the Nielsen's, getting a new series commitment. A CBS exec at the time said, I think we conned ourselves into thinking Filthy Rich was a hot show. Reviews were terrible. It's called Filthy Rich, and the slant is more toward the former than the latter. When Slim Pickens died, forcing a quick recast, that was the last straw. And Wedgworth also got a second shot with Bloodworth Thomason on Evening Shade. No episodes online, just the opening theme, a countrified explanation of the concept. They often say she's an ageless wonder. Her lustful life makes this lady tick. When a young man looks at Madam, she just throws herself right at him. She's young at heart and still getting her kicks. And that Madam's place, she's a pride. Madam's Place premiered in syndication on September 20th, 1982. An example of the show-within-a-show concept with Madam, a ventriloquist dummy run by Waylon Flowers, as the grand dam of an old mansion. She also hosted a talk show there, allowing various guest stars to stop by. 
Her human cast included Johnny Hamer as her butler and ex-boxer, Susan Tolsky as her secretary, Judy Landers as her human niece, and nosy neighbor kid Corey Feldman, who we covered in episode 96 for the Bad News Bears. Waylon Flowers was one of the first openly gay entertainers. Madam was his main partner, along with Crazy Mary, an escapee from an asylum, Jiffy, a Harlem hooker, McElhoney, a retired vaudevillian, and Smedley, who worked with Marlo Thomas on Free to Be You and Me. Flowers' big break was on The Andy Williams Show, and he then spent over a decade on the variety show circuit. He was all over game shows, including a long run replacing Paul Lynn on The Hollywood Squares. He appeared multiple times on Solid Gold and was part of a Laugh-In reboot. Flowers was diagnosed with HIV, but continued to perform on TV and on stage. He passed in 1988 at the age of 48. The Simpsons' Waylon Smithers, a character that eventually came out of the closet, was named for him. Johnny Hamer appeared in films Logan's Run, Annie Hall, and Justice for All, and he did voice work on the Plastic Man comedy adventure show, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Transformers, and did a lot of guest spots, but is probably best known for his role of Sergeant Zale on MASH. Hamer passed in 1989. Susan Tolsky was a regular on Here Come the Brides and recurred on Alice before moving into mostly voice work, Foofer, Darkwing Duck, Bobby's World, Pepper Ann, and The Buzz on Maggie. She retired in 2006. Judy Landers is one half of the Landers sisters, a mainstay of Jiggle TV in the 70s and early 80s. She's the blonde one. Judy studied at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and was a regular on Vegas and BJ and the Bear, along with a lot of TV guest work. Films include Skate Town USA and Stewardess School. Landers also ran the game show and variety show circuits. Madam's Place was unique not only due to having a puppet as the star, it ran five days a week in syndication with a reported total of as many as 150 episodes. A few of the stars that stopped in for the talk show portion, Debbie Reynolds, Foster Brooks, William Shatner. The show didn't even get a full season, rare for a syndicated series. I found an episode on YouTube. It's got a disco theme and goes on for way too long. There's a lot of shots with the human cast from the waist up in order to accommodate Madam and Flowers. Judy Landers flouts her assets. The humor is at the eighth grade level and the acting is the same. Just an awful show. We're going to cut this episode short because we're about to hit another milestone series. I'll just say one thing. Mallory! Announcer bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.